0: need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, guys. It is great to be with you again. We are gearing up for a really big holiday week. I hope you have exciting plans. Everybody keeps asking me, Betsy, what are your plans for summer? Where are you going this summer? Well, we had a very big home repair. And when you live in an old home, there's always something to do, but sometimes there's really big things to do. So, unfortunately, we had a really big thing to do and it squished all of our travel plans, and it makes me more grateful than ever that I have a home that I love to come home to, that I have a home that I feel really good in because I'm going to be spending a lot of time in that home this summer instead of by the beach or at some Airbnb. So it's nice to be grateful for the little things, and I hope that you guys are gearing up for a wonderful holiday yourselves. Uh, I have lots of questions that have come in. I can't wait to dig in and start answering them. So without further ado, let me answer Leslie's question. She wrote me, Betsy, thanks for a great podcast and I've enjoyed reading your book. I need to touch up paint for the interior of my house, but I have no cans of original paint left over from the last owner. How can we get a reasonable match? The walls are a neutral light beige color if that helps. Thanks in advance. This is tough. This is so tough because even if you had that original paint, touch-ups can be tricky because your wall may have gotten a lot of natural light. That paint color may have faded. Or maybe the paint in its can has aged a bit. Or, you know, there's any number of factors so that when you touch up this paint, it won't match exactly. That's why I like to keep my touch-ups really small rather than doing a big swath where it becomes noticeable. If I'm patching a nail hole or covering a scuff, I'll try and be as small as possible. Sometimes you'll find that you're going to have to paint the entire face of that wall. Which can be a little disheartening. But rather than painting the whole room, it is a nice shortcut. Also, you may want to try first, um, if these touch-ups are just for scuffs or scrapes, using a magic eraser. Now the key with using a magic eraser is... for covering these things and removing them essentially is that you want to barely wet the magic eraser and for those of you who don't know everybody needs a set of magic erasers they're from mr clean you can get them at a hardware store you can get them at a cvs walgreens type store but you just barely wet it then you wring it out, and then you lightly feather-touch, so soft, so many light feather touches over the area in question. Because if you press hard, if you give it a hard scrub or an erase, uh, you'll find that it may take the finish off the paint, and then it will look touched up because the sheen will be somewhat different. If you really have no idea what type of paint it is, you could get some swatches, you could get some, um, some of those paper samples from the paint store and try and match it. You could take a picture of the color and try and have them color match at the actual paint store. But all those things are going to leave quite a margin for error and I think you may find that you'll have to paint the whole face of that wall. Leslie, I wish I had a better, easier answer for you, but that's what I've got. My next question comes from Jamie. Jamie writes, Hi Betsy, thank you for your Betsy Smackdown last week. I appreciate your help with this planning phase of our new build and it's going to be finished in a few months. We have bid adieu to previous ideas and are forging ahead with our design bible, your book, in hand. I suppose that my husband is right that I might be watching too many amateur design shows. These fuel my already enormous love for bold colors and wacky ideas. Although you do say you have more fun with your colorful clients. After taking the survey in your book, my husband and I find ourselves in the uncomfortable position of having different style preferences with strong opinions each. My husband is comfortable contemporary and I am colorful transitional according to the guides in your book. However, my husband loves bold colors, and since transitional has many contemporary elements, I hope we're not a hopeless case. My question is twofold. First, how can we create a cohesive space that pleases both of us without creating a disaster? We'll need to purchase everything from sectionals to entry tables to bar stools, and would love any insight into what furniture would potentially work for our scheme. So Let me start there and answer that question before I move to the second one. There is huge crossover between comfortable contemporary and colorful transitional. The thing that maybe you want to look for and maybe you want to just do a reality check for both of you is who cares more? Who's more invested in what style you go for? I'm thinking that contemporary can easily incorporate transitional as long as you think about more curving shapes less harsh edges more muted tones less primary color there's lots of ways to soften out the rough edges of contemporary because contemporary can feel a little too linear for those looking for something that feels a touch more traditional but that's exactly what your comfortable is going to give you your comfortable is going to give you um Those upholstered chairs, that tufting, these kind of aspects that will easily overlap with the transitional. So I'm thinking maybe contemporary is the way to go. And I'm thinking maybe you stick with, you know, that two word phrase we're talking about where you have to select one style, but then you select the feeling word. So I have this philosophy for those of you who haven't read this chapter that if you're trying to pick out your perfect combination, you pick one style word that seems to incorporate that, and then you pick one word of how you want to feel in the space, and I call that the feeling word. It sounds like comfortable contemporary could easily absorb colorful traditional as long as you do that you know, that comfortable contemporary in a colorful way. I think you guys are closer than you think. And I really feel like the best way to come up with those overlaps is to look for inspiration photos together. So on our website, affordableinteriordesign.com, if you go to com backslash inspiration hyphen gallery, you'll see our clients' top picks for inspiration images. They all happen to come from House. And while you're browsing through those, you might both respond well to a picture. It's not all about summarizing these things in words. This is a very visual medium, interior design. I'm more interested to how you guys respond to pictures and where you guys can visually see the overlap because it really is a different part of our brain using words and using images. And I think the images are the more important of the two. Let's get to your next question. How can I use paint color for zoning without making a design faux pas like an accident wall? We have an open concept living space and are thinking of doing navy on the wall in the kitchen dining space, and for the living room going with a gray or grayish for the top half of the walls, and white wainscoting and trim on the bottom half. We have some textile inspirations, and I'm trying to follow your rules for pattern, varying the scale and texture. But rein me in if my prints are too out there. I've included a picture of the flooring and two rugs that we're considering in case that's helpful. I can take another smackdown, but I hope that won't be necessary. So yes, when you are picking out patterns, when you are picking out fabrics and designing a space, you want to first find that inspiration piece, which in this case may be the rug because you've picked a colorful vintage style Persian rug, which is very popular and you're going to find lots of beautiful options for that. And the thing I love about these vintage Persian style rugs is they have a pattern that's usually not quite so overwhelming. It'll camouflage stains without being super in your Face, and then also they're quite affordable because they're everywhere right now, so you'll have a lot of styles and a lot of price points to choose from. Now, I see here that you have selected some fabrics as you've been looking that are ticking stripes, which are small stripes that are close together, often used for pillows. But then you've also selected this very lively bird pattern that has bright primary colors like blue, yellow, cherry red. And then you've got this navy Moroccan tile slash trellis look. I love the fact that you are going bold. I do think that the bird pattern with the vintage... um, rug pattern that's got that kind of persian look also with the trellis with the stripe is pretty strong i think the only one that i'm having a strong aversion to is the birds i think the stripes can work well and i think the trellis is fine too and I'm also into mixing a solid. You know, keep it real, it's hard to incorporate three patterns, even though that is the designer way. Three patterns or more makes a room look much more considered and designerly, but it's very hard to achieve on a retail level. So I am completely fine with two patterns in a space and one solid, as long as that solid has an interesting texture. Now I do think your flooring in terms of this rustic midtone is really nice and it's going to open you up to lots of options. And people say, Betsy, I don't want to use rugs because they're going to cover my beautiful floors. And I have two responses to that. The first is that rugs are going to protect your beautiful floors. And the second is that rugs are going to draw people's attention down. So it's going to actually emphasize your flooring because now more people are going to be looking at your floors, first glancing at this beautifully patterned rug, and secondly, looking at all the flooring around it, which will be this beautiful wood. I am excited for you. I am excited for your new look, and I'm excited for you to go with this vintage style rug, but leave the birds outside where they belong, Jamie. You just got a bird smackdown. I hope that didn't hurt too much. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Let's move on to my next and last question for today, which comes from Brooke. Brooke writes, Betsy, I asked you about Formica and you were so funny about France and your obsession. We are now looking at quartz and it is confusing. I have gone to three stores and they keep directing me to busy granite. Our floors are medium wood. We were at Ikea and my husband saw their charcoal cabinets and confessed that he does not care for our white cabinets. Since we can't go back eight years in time and do them in wood, he would like them to be charcoal. It's nice that he expressed an opinion, and I'm glad to make him happy. He's put up with my constant wall painting and indecision for 30 years in 15 houses. And we will hire a pro. We're not going to do it ourselves. I promise. I would like the quartz to be white, and I know you don't care for full marble. So do you do quartz with any design in it at all? Would you mind listing a few quartz colors and brands that I should start with? Do you like shiny quartz, or do you pay more for the matte quartz? And now... Oh, let me answer your quartz questions before I move on, Brooke. Okay, so matte quartz can be really finicky in that you can see all the grease and finger smudges. So even though it's a little bit trendy, even though it's popular and it's considered the premium upgrade option to do matte quartz, I would keep it shiny as it's easier to maintain and doesn't show all those smudges. I do not like a kind of patterning or faux look on Quartz because it does look like it was made by a computer. It looks pixelated and fake and like a weird imposter. That being said, there are lots of lovely Quartzes and there's some difference in quality, but not a huge difference in quality across the brands I find. The main difference between the different brands of Quartz are the styles that they offer. So it's really about going with the style that resonates with you, and that would help me choose which company I'm going to go with. And let's see here. I don't mind uh, some kind of stippling or... Or some kind of differentiation in the quartz. I mean, most quartzes are not going to be just one solid tone. They're going to have a little something going on, which is what people are looking for. I don't tend to like the ones that have those sparkles inside. I don't like the ones that appear to have like modified glitter. I think it's a little trendy, and I really don't like my countertops to feel trendy because I want them to last me a long time. So anyway, I hope that that answered those quartz questions. And now let's move to your next part of your email, which was, and now the cabinets. They are going to be charcoal, and they will be glossy, and my pale gray walls I'm worried will look too cool. Lovely pale oak and classic gray won't work for wall paint, so I'm thinking of trying an ivory white or Acadia. But I'm open to painting the trim a white, possibly super white, because simply white turns yellow here. Will this be too blah? I'm having some open floor plan woes. And now I'd like to give people a public service announcement to everyone listening. Don't put rounded corners in your house. I don't know what I was thinking, and it's too hard to switch colors now. Thank you. I so appreciate your podcast. It's my number one favorite, and I refresh it all day till it pops up. Yay! Well thanks for that feedback Brooke and let me answer these questions backwards. So yes, I agree with you that putting a rounded corner, a rounded wall in your home makes it hard to change paint colors from one room to the next but that's just a sign that you should keep the paint color cohesive with that rounded wall as it blends into the second room and instead make your color choices, your bold statements with splashes of color in the rugs, accents, furniture, etc. So I'm not opposed to a rounded wall, it's just not the perfect place for an accent wall, or as I like to say, that accident wall. There you go. In terms of your cabinets, um let me see here. Your cabinets are gonna be gray, and as long as the gray has contrast between the walls, I'm totally fine with that. So say it's a darker gray cabinetry and a light gray wall. Well, I'm fine with that. I don't typically like the walls to be white. Not only will that show a lot of stains, it's also going to completely, excuse me, Oh, I'm getting texts, which is very exciting, but it's Friday night, guys. I am ready to be released, released from work, released from work texts. I'm ready to um, go into dinner mode, bedtime mode for the kids and crime show mode for me. It's dateline time. Is anybody else feeling that? It's dateline time. All right back to your question uh so yeah i don't like walls to be white generally unless it's like um a super modern loft space or something just very, very modern because it doesn't look intrinsic to the architecture. It doesn't look like you made choices because it will blend in with the trim and the trim will not stick out or have any contrast because it's the same tone as the walls. So I would do something that's a little bit off, a little tiny bit gray at least. Uh, Why don't you check out a color like Benjamin Moore's Horizon, Benjamin Moore's Sea Pearl, Benjamin Moore's Silver Satin. That's a much lighter gray than you're going to do for the cabinetry and you'll still get that contrast with the white trim as for white trim i do prefer atrium white it has a hint of warmth whereas if you go with decorators white you're going to get kind of a bluish style white both those are popular but i find that the atrium white fits more design styles whereas the decorators white is better for very contemporary or modern spaces there we go brooke i hope i got to each and every one of your questions Guys, all that talk of Dateline has me dreaming of going home, making chicken, pouring myself a glass of wine, putting my feet up, and listening to Keith uh, Richardson. Oh my gosh, my brain is fried. Listening to Keith Richardson and Andrea Canning tell me about the latest in um, all things. So there we go. All right, my brain is officially mush and. It will be back on point to answer your emails and Nick's Facebook Live questions. Keep them coming. Send them to info at affordableinteriordesign.com. And I will catch you next week. Bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy. Bye.